It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcasts from. It is the middle of the working week. We are sitting on a Wednesday, the 26th of July, and I want to give out a birthday shout-out today. It's a pretty big one, and it's from somebody that we all know, and it's an unbelievable age. We are talking about Mick Jagger, the iconic frontman, the entertainer of the Rolling Stones. He is turning 80, 80, 80 this morning and what an awesome awesome journey that has been for Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones with a career spanning decades he's been really the symbol of rock and roll's enduring spirit and his timeless timeless energy Mick Jagger's longevity I guess could be attributed in part to his relentless drive to just keep on performing you know most people (laughs) they're retired I saw him back in 2015 2016 on that world tour and I'd never seen them before I've mentioned this before it was by far and away the best rock and roll concert I have ever been to I've been to Kiss and they're pretty entertaining but Mick Jagger and the Stones completely different so let's raise a toast with our coffee or our cup of tea or our juice this morning as we sit around the breakfast table. Cheers to Mick Jagger turning 80 years old. And coming up this morning, now we're going to be reflecting back on some of the podcasts with a range of topics. Now it's a look back a few months ago to some of the discussions that we've had, which includes advice coming up next in just a moment on what makes a good real estate agent. We also go back to March. We talk about Brisbane house prices with Tara Kelly, and she should know because I think she bought her first house at a very young age of about 18. We also talk interest rates from a few months ago with Warren Hogan. We talk about these empty homes across Australia gathering dust. Some people, the homeowners, will say leave me alone it's my home so what which of course they have a point and we also talk about the psychology of how missing out on a property can play with your head so that's all coming up this morning on our Wednesday each week we bring you in-depth real estate discussions including inspiring stories from homeowners knowledgeable real estate professionals and economists whether you're a buyer seller or just a real estate enthusiast we are your ultimate property podcast it's time to go back to the real estate vault for this week's property comment perhaps you can list some common reasons then why somebody might choose to pursue a career as a real estate agent so if we look at the most common areas where people enter the profession in property management or in sales Both of those areas, I think, that enables people to help other people because what what a real estate agent does in the uh, the sales area is assist people who are in transition. And when you're dealing with people's major asset, the vast majority of us at least, it can be very, very stressful. And when you bring somebody 
to that transaction it, that has experience and can assist people, then that can be very, very rewarding, actually moving people through a, a, a large and stressful transaction. Similarly, in property management, people rely on that income. I'm thinking of, in particular, people who self-retirees, so they are very, very uh, dependent for their living expenses on the uh, on the rental income. So they place a lot of trust in the property manager to look after their asset and to ensure that uh, the asset returns the maximum that it can to them. So again, I, I, I think if I wrap that up, it's all about having the opportunity to, to help other people. And I think for the vast majority of us, that opportunity to help other people is very rewarding. Let's fuel your passion for property together. Join us along with our industry experts to help inspire and inform your next real estate decision. You no doubt have friends that are in that younger demographic. What are they telling you? Yeah, it's it's certainly a lot harder to get into the industry. I remember 13 years ago, I bought my first home at 18. It was pretty easy as long as you had, you know, that that decent deposit. Nowadays, obviously, prices have, have gone up. Um, deposits, you know, banks require a bigger deposit. There's more auctions, so it's probably a little bit more daunting for our first home buyers. Although I'm, I'm seeing that there's a lot of help from parents, which is great. I think parents are giving their kids an opportunity to um, get into that real estate market at a young age by helping them with that deposit, which is which is really good. I mean, it is very, very difficult if you are a first home buyer without any help, I think, unfortunately. Over the next couple of years, there'll be grants, um, et cetera, that come in that hopefully will help that situation and, and get our youngsters into the market. And the good news is that there are some Brisbane suburbs that are under 500k. In fact, we've got five of them, including Acacia Ridge, Mount Warren Park, Deegan, Strathpine and Alexandra Hill. So, I mean, there's a bit of good news there, isn't there, that there are these suburbs that are under that $500,000 price range? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's still a lot of opportunity in the market for for that price range. And, you know, those suburbs aren't that far from Brisbane and the suburbs in themselves have, you know, all the amenity that you need with shops. They're not remote. We're not talking, you know, we're not talking country towns. These are built up suburbs, great schools around the areas. So it's certainly an awesome opportunity to get into the market. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. Well, also in the news for our Wednesday, China's inflation rate for June was zero, indicating a potential shift towards deflation, with economic growth declining rapidly and possibly turning negative. And the Chinese developers, now they're struggling with massive debt repayments and also losses which are impacting on the country's property sector in a massive way, leading to reduced iron ore sales for mining companies like BHP and Rio Tinto. So that is not particularly good news out of China. If you're celebrating your birthday, happy birthday. We've already met 
mentioned Mick Jagger turning 80. Also celebrating today is Sandra Bullock. She's turning 59. Jason Stratham, he's turning 55. Kate Beckinsale is turning 50. Helen Mirren is turning 77. And also somebody who would have been celebrating their birthday had they not left us back in 1999 is Stanley Kubrick. He would have been 95 today. It's the main centre forecast. And let's check on the weather today. Firstly, good morning to Sydney. Expect a sunny Wednesday and a top of 20 degrees. In Melbourne, expect cloudy but mainly fine. 15 is your forecast high. Brisbane expecting a mainly fine one with 22. And unfortunately, in Perth, expecting a few showers today with your high of 15 degrees. And With the fires raging in Spain, the floods that we have also endured, it was on this day four years ago in 2019, Australia experienced the hottest day ever recorded across the entire country. That temperature reached 41.9 degrees. Ready to take your real estate knowledge to the next level? So are we. I've heard the comment that some economists are losing sight of fundamental models with the protracted length of time the cash rate hike is taking. And it does seem to be playing out differently in places like the US and, of course, closer to home in New Zealand for larger rises. So is there any truth to that? Well, you know, interest rates do tend to have a different effect on different economies. Australia, for example, there's a lot of variable rate mortgages so that when the RBA increases their interest rate, the cash rate, that quickly flows through to people with mortgages and their variable rates. Markets like New Zealand, Canada, the US uh, have a lot more fixed rates. So it does mean that the way higher interest rates affects the economy is a little bit different in the short term. But the reality of the sort of economy and interest rates, your level of interest rate required to bring a sort of a sustainable, stable economy that's not creating inflation, that's on a steady path, is due to underlying fundamentals such as productivity and population growth and all these things. And economies like Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the US, they're all very similar. They all grow at around 2% and they all want inflation of around 2%. And that all suggests that in the end, the interest rates all need to settle at around the same level, give or take. Of course, the standout feature right now in early 2023 is the fact that the Reserve Bank of Australia is lagging behind other central banks in getting rates up. And that's partly because we have more standard variable mortgage rates in our market and that they need to be careful. But it doesn't change the end game in my mind. So we can see that the US is near five and New Zealand is near five on their interest rate. Canada's just paused for four and a half. And that's why I've got this view that later in the year, the RBA will probably ultimately have to get the cash rate up to around four and a quarter or four and a half. Every morning from 6am across Australia, we deliver you the latest property news, commentary and predictions from Perth to Cairns and from Melbourne to Brisbane, seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. So it's a lot of homes and then the other compounding problems is the under-occupied problem and we spoke to Tanya Steinbeck from the Urban Development Institute of Australia in WA where she is the Chief Executive. And we asked her to explain the problem there in WA. 
Sure. Well, look, I can certainly speak uh, in a in a Perth context where the vast majority of housing stock or established housing stock that we have here in Perth is four by two homes. And what we need desperately is more one and two bedroom, either apartments or dwellings. And so because our stock is very much weighted towards the four bedroom, two bathroom property, we're now seeing a significant level of under occupation patient with, you know, a single person uh, rolling around in a three or four bedroom property because that's that's the majority of the stock that we have available. When we're in an environment where we're, we have a severe skills shortage, we're trying to attract people back to the state as every other state in Australia is, is equally trying to do at the moment. It's incredibly inefficient to have a significant number of homes that are under-occupied to the extent that they are. And I guess to compound all of this, it does come at a time when it's really just a bit of a perfect storm with what is going on. As you say, we've got this problem of very little housing choice, record low rental vacancy rates too, which is adding to the problem, a shortfall in established residential stock and serious delays to new construction. So you can see how much of a mountain of a problem that all is. Oh, it's it's incredible. We're not alone here in Western Australia. I mean, we're, we're battling with similar challenges all around the country. We're in a situation here uh, where it's very much chicken in the egg. We're, we're out there um, trying to promote Western Australia and, and Perth as uh, the place to come and work because we have such a significant skills shortage and we don't have the, the people to be able to build the houses or apartments or, or whatever sort of accommodation um, that's required. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. Now some people become of course very fixated on buying the perfect property which can lead to all of the stress that we're talking about and the disappointment and then they miss out and the anxiety starts to creep in once again. How would you encourage people to just sort of set those realistic expectations which can flow into their real estate decision making. That that can be a, a, a real problem I guess because sometimes you can think this is the perfect property and, and, and you miss out on it but I'm sure there have been plenty of um, situations in your life where you think something was the perfect car or the perfect or even if you're out clothes shopping and then you miss out or you don't buy it and then something else comes along that's adequate or even better. Yeah, keeping that perspective um, um, what happens when you get anxious is your thinking can get quite black and white and your thoughts can get a little bit catastrophic in their um, analysis. And and sometimes you can start thinking in terms of this is perfect and this is not perfect. It's really important to know that really there's a lot of grey in between there and there isn't really a perfect property as such. It's Sometimes your mind can get a little bit black and white like that and that's just a symptom, I shouldn't say just, but that is a symptom of anxiety. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 